if you look in Tanakh, to find what's the precedent of what Christ was meant to do when, do when faced by a battle. So, the clearest example the Navi gives us is the story of Cheskiyo HaMelech. Because there were those times, many times in Tanakh, that there was an enemy who was threatening the Jewish people, attacking the Jewish people, and whoever the king at the time was, was responsible for protecting the Jewish people, being the agent to bring the Yeshua to Klai Yisrael. But most often that meant going to battle. We find the Shaitan went to battle, we find that the Melachim went to battle. And of course, when Kaisha had the Yechelis to go and fight as the Jewish army, so then that's what they used to do. But the exception to that rule, and maybe the, for us the example to learn from, is the case of Huskiwa Melech. Why? Because firstly, we find Huskiwa Melech faced the most formidable army that there ever was in Tanakh. And like I said before, perhaps in world history. We told about the army of Sancheriv as having 185,000 generals. Rashi Saba. So even if each general was only a general over 10 people, the smallest Srara, uh, we find the smallest group that a person can be a leader over, we're talking about an army of 1,850,000 soldiers, which is a vast, vast army. Um, we don't find anything comparable anywhere in the Nakh of an army of that size. Besides for that, Sancheira had a track record that he had been undefeated. And he said it himself. He tells Chizkiyo, No one, and any of the other kings of the world has stood up against me. He had defeated every other country. So he had an unbroken record for victory. He had a tremendously big army. The size of which is unparalleled, and Chizkiyo had none of that. Chizkiyo had none of that. And yet, he knows that Sancheriv is marching with this tremendous army to fight him. The, the victory that Sancheriv thought he was going to have was such a foregone conclusion that he said himself that if each of my soldiers would just take one stone out of Yerushalayim, then there would be, no, there would be nothing left. There would just be flat ground. We would dismantle every single structure. So, what's Chizkiyah meant to do? The idea of going to fight Sancheriv in battle was suicidal. There wasn't any Mahalach. How in Chizkiyah, with the, the very few forces at his disposal, according to the Gemara, he had 11,000 people. With, to fight an army of 1.85 million, it doesn't stand a chance. So what is the strategy Chizkiyah used? So we know the Gemara tells us in the of the Dalai Lama base, and the Gemara is from a Pasuk, V'chubal ol mipnei shemen. And that the Gemara's Daesh, that what destroyed was Mechabal the oil, the yoke of Sancheirev, the shemen, the oil. What oil? This was the oil that Chizkiyahu lit in the Bati Medish and the Bati Knesses, and he brought everybody to land at night. And uh, that, that koyach of the Limurat Torah of Kla Yisrael overpowered Sancheirev. That was a source that the Jewish people had at the time of Chizkiyahu Melech, and that was what brought about the victory of Sancheirev. We know what happened, that on the night of Pesach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends down the Malach Gabriel, and the Malach Gabriel 
kills all the soldiers of Sanchari, except for four people who were left living from that enormously big army. So that was a Ness, because one of the biggest Nessim would ever was in the Nech. Cheskiel and Yishlaim was spared, and it was miraculous when they didn't have to go to fight. But what was the schos they had, says the Gemara, Bechubal Al Mipnei Shemech. The oil that Cheskiel had in the Bati Medrash at night, so people could learn, that's what overcame Sanchari. And our voice, we need to understand, because if you're going to say simply that the Koyach of Klai Yisrael's learning was what overcame Sanchari, then say it's the Koyach What's it going to do with the oil? The oil seems to be a, just a hechitimsi. The oil just seems to be something which enables people to learn. It's not the schus of the oil. It's the schus of the Torah. The oil is just something which enables people to learn, but the schus is the schus of the Torah. It wouldn't be different if I had to give a marshal today to say, you know, the Koyach of Klai Yisrael is the coffee room. <laughs> Maybe that's a hechitimsi. People need it in order to keep awake that they can learn. Okay, so you need to provide it. But that's not the schus. The schus is the learning. So why are you blaming it on the oil? What's it going to do with the oil? That was Cheskiel's schus. So let's start with the aside from the Hassan Seifer. <coughs> Maybe explain this aside at this point to us. So the Hassan Seifer is explaining, Mishle is explaining the Eshes We know that the Eshes Chayel is a marshal. There are a number of different uh, interpretations of what the nimshal of Esh Yitzchayel is, who it's referring to, whether it's referring to a lady who's a tzedekah, who's referring to Shabbos, or whether it's referring to a Talmud Chachim. And uh, instead it's referring to a Talmud Chachim, and the Esh Yitzchayel is a person who's, who has accomplished all the Chayel, which is the Gematria 48, all the 48 Kiyani Torah, and then the well-rounded Talmud Chachim is referred to as Esh Yitzchayel. Now, in that context, this is the way that the Chassan Sof explains the Shizchayel. And that he explains the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Vatokam Ba'ilayla. Which means, she gets up while it's still dark, while it's still nighttime. Vatita in Teref Leveso. And she provides food for the house, for the family. Vachoykhlin Arasel. So what's that Chaykhlin Arasel? What's that referring to? We understand. She gets up while it's still dark to provide food, Teref Leveso. What's the extra point of a Chaykhlin Arasel? So Hassan Sofi explains and tells us a big insight. And he says that how does a person rectify the time when she was battle from the Torah? How does a person fix little Torah? Why? Because if you're going to say today I messed around, okay, so tomorrow I'll learn. It doesn't work like that. Tomorrow you have a khiyab to learn for tomorrow. And if tomorrow I'm going to learn, I'm being makayim the khiyab I have for today. It's not making up yesterday. That's what I'm going to now. If, let's say, a person's ability is to learn 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, whatever it's going to be, so if I didn't learn today, that if I'm going to, even if I'm going to put in a full day tomorrow, that's for tomorrow. That's your khir for now. That doesn't make up your khir for yesterday. If just like by a daf. If a person has a certain amount to learn every day. So if I left out today's daf, learning a daf tomorrow doesn't make up today. That's tomorrow's daf. So how does a person, how does a person do tshuva and How can a person... So to speak, fi- re- replace the terror he lost when every tire has its own field. And every t- time when I'm meant to be able to learn, so now that's my that's my expectation to learn for now. So how do I rectify time that I wasted from terror? That's what the Hassan Sofa is going to explain, the question he asks. And the answer, the principle he says is like this. He says that there's a certain amount that's the expectation the person is meant to do every day. And every day they're to that. But if a person wants to 
so to speak, replace the, what they lost in Torah from beforehand, then a person has to do more than their expectation every day. Just like if a person wanted to make up to miss him daf, for example, in a masechta. So it's not enough to just do one daf a day, he has to do a daf and a half a day, two daf a day, to make up the extra daf that he must add on. So same thing we're talking about time. If, let's say, the expectation is a person can 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever it is a day, and now the day is that he didn't learn, or is meant to, and now he has to make up for that, so the way to do it is he has to learn a bit more every day. And that way the extra time will slowly compensate for the time he lost. That's what you said, the Hassan Sefer says, and this explains the possible. He says that a Tamil Chacham has to provide tariff levesa. He has to provide food for his family. He has to provide the Torah that he's mukhid every day. But if you want to make up the Chaykanari self, if you want to make up what the, 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 the amount that you were obligated to from when you were younger and you missed out on, then Vatakumi Vodlaila. Then you have to get up even earlier. It could be that a person is obligated to get up in the, morning, in the morning and start the day in the morning. He has to, to put in a full day's learning for today. But now I want to provide the Chaykanari self. I wanted to provide where I missed out in the main iris in my youth when I wasted time from Torah. That needs Vatakumi That needs more. That needs to have to work up when it's still night time. And that's more than I'd be expected to do. And that extra time will, will, we work to be matched in what I missed out on uh, in, the, in, in my past. Okay, so that's the way the Chassid Sadiq explains the Pasuk. The Yisai. <coughs> There's a certain level of Torah that a person is to. And that's the, person, that, that's the level that they're to every day for that day. That's what it always is meant to be. But there's sometimes when there's a Chib on a person, that what's required is more than that. Just like the Chassan Sayyid is talking about, the person wants to do Chibah for Bittu Torah, so he has to put in the extra time. But the other times also, there's a Chosha Torah we always have. That's a Chosha Kiyu. But sometimes when Klai Yisrael are in an Ace Tzara, sometimes when Klai Yisrael are threatened with, with the enemy, are threatened with destruction, which means there's a strong Kitrug against us, so then the average amount of Limur Torah is not enough. That's enough for a normal situation. Now, what's required from us is to do beyond. To do beyond. We have to increase the amount of Torah. Because we need the, the, the average source is enough for a normal situation. When it's an Ace Torah Yaakov, which was Kaskil, was one of coined that phrase. He said when he spoke about the, we went to Davin to Hashem about the upcoming war with He says, Ace Torah Yaakov, this is the Torah. A time where we are under, when we're being threatened, the time when we're under attack. So then it needs an extra Kayakha Torah. And if it's an extra Kayakha Torah, then the normal amount that a person would be mechlevited is not enough. It needs extra. And that's the Yisrael Chizkiyot. Like we said, if normally what a person is meant to do is learn during the day, uh, the day is meant for learning, like the Gemara says, so if that's the case, then people are doing it anyway. What Chizkiyot was mechadish is, I'm providing oil that people can learn at nights as well. It needs more. It needs extra. It's not enough to learn during the day. It has to be able to learn at night too. We need an extra schosatayna. And that's what the Gemara refers to. That the schos that Cheskiyahu had, which was saved by Israel, was the Shemin. Was the fact that he provided to learn beyond and above the normal Torah. Even out of the normal time people learn, we need more schos and we have to increase the amount of Torah. The average isn't good enough. And that's what after that, when the Gemara talks about what Brooks and Cheskiyahu, it talks about the Shemin. It talks about the oil that Cheskiyahu had that people could learn there at night. The normal learning was good, but we needed extra. And Cheskiyahu provided that extra. He made sure Tayyish learned even more than the normal. That extra Cheskiyahu was what gave us this choice. So the first point is, any time when Tayyish is in the Torah, 
it means that there's a kitruk against us, it means we need to increase our nimra tarif. And if that's the case, increasing our nimra tarif doesn't just mean doing the regular, doing what you normally do. Increasing our nimra tarif means you have to add beyond the normal. We have to increase the amount of whatever our normal expectation is. So that's the case. The first point is, it's Matana Tavim in Nashamay, that this Muhammad began in Benazman. Because these might be days when people would feel they don't have to learn full story. They wouldn't be as committed as normal because it's officially been as many. And I doubt by the time people put in to learn, even though it's been as many, and you're still going to go to Yeshiva and to Kailo and you're still going to learn, that's all extra. That's more than we did in the previous years. So that's already an increased Kachatar. It's not the average. But the truth is, on a daily basis, if a person wants to increase Schusim in Torah, so we're talking to people who are already learning three stories a day, people who are already learning that and people who are already learning before Shachris. And whatever time it is. So when do, you want, when do you want people to add more? It's a full day already of learning. When is the person meant to add more? So the Bani Muslim, the Mashkichim always say, it's not a shayla of adding time beyond the story we're already learning. The echo point is, spending more of the time you're meant to be learning learning. Because, of course, the person can arrive in Yeshiva or Kodil at 9 o'clock and be there till 1. But out of those four hours, there's a time that he's talking and the time is being involved in other things, or whatever it is. And even if that's normal, so to speak, in that coil or that environment, if a person wants to do above the normal, so then other other than utilize the time which is already allocated to learning to learn more. That's together already that a person has increased in the quality of his Torah learning. And when the situation needs a Yeshua, when clients are in a position when they need an extra Seat so what's going to provide for that is an extra level of limulatari. An extra level of limulatari, an extra ismasrus, an extra commitment to Torah. That's the Chiddush of Chizkiyo. Not just that Klai Yisrael learnt, but the Klai Yisrael learnt more. That was the Shaman of Chizkiyo. That's the first point I wanted to say, but this brings me to another Chazal. And on this Chazal, really we can ask a tremendous question. And that is, there's a Chazal that says a Farq. The Chazal says there were four Melachim. There were four Melachim. David HaMelech went to battle. And David HaMelech said, Hashem, I'm going to go and fight the enemy. And Hashem, I'm relying on you to give me the victory. And that's what happened. David was a general. David was a warrior. He went to fight. And he went to fight. He drew his sword. He killed. But he relied on Hashem to make him victorious in battle. The second king was Asa. Asa, David's great-grandson. So he said to Hashem, I'm not strong enough to actually engage in battle. But what I can do is I can mobilize the army. And I can chase the enemy. And Hashem bring me the Yeshua like that. And that's what happened. Asa fought against Adam. And what happened was Hashem caused Adam to hear these tremendous sounds, which sounded like a tremendous army coming towards them. And they turned and they fled. And Asa chased them. He never actually had to fight with them. But he won the battle by chasing the enemy. That's what he was able to do. And that's Hashem gave him the Yishmael. The third king was Asa Sani Hashafat. And Chazal said, when Yishav went to battle, says Hashem, I don't know the Kayach to chase the enemy either. I'll sing. I'll sing to him, whatever. I'll sing Shavach, whatever it is. And Hashem, you, you, you defeat the enemy. And that's what Hashem did for Yashafat. And the fourth king, which is brought in the Midrash, is Chizkiyo. And what, is, what did Chizkiyo say? I'm facing this absolutely enormous army of Sancharif. And I definitely can't fight them. And therefore, listen to what the Midrash says. Chizkiyo says to Hashem, Hashem, I'm going to go to sleep. And while I'm sleeping, you'll take care of them. And that's what happened on the night of Pesach, the Chizkiyo went to sleep. Hashem sent the Malachim, and we said, and destroyed the Amish and Khair. 
Ad kan divrei chazal. And what we've just said, this is Mo'er, a tremendous shayna. It doesn't seem to make any sense. If Cheskiyot's strategy in, in fighting Sankarev was the Kaya Chatarev that you're going to learn at night. So then that's what you've been preparing for while Sankarev has been getting mobilized his troops marching on Yerushalayim. So now the very night of the battle, when you can see those troops of Asher lined up in their tremendous amounts, in the ranks, right outside the wall of Yerushalayim, and you know they're preparing the attack, so then this is the night to stay up and learn. If this was your strategy and this is the Kaya that you're going to rely on to destroy Sankarev, why are you going to sleep? If any night needs a night of learning, this is the night. This is the critical battle night. So why did Cheskiyot say, I'm going to sleep? Cheskiyot said, I'm going to stay in there. That was his kayak. That was the strategy. And Dafka, the night to face, unless Cheskiyot goes to sleep. The Kharit doesn't make any sense. This should have been Dafka, the night, and everyone's doing a Mishma. This should have been extra effort into Tari. It's a question that just told me. I looked, I didn't see anyone who asked it. I'll tell you what I think. But it's a lesson for us also. And that is, the Matthias is that even in Dara Cheskiyot, when people put in the extra effort, and the nights were burning all night in the best Medrash, at some stage people had to sleep. The, 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 the Nivra uh, that Hashem created in the person is they can't stay awake forever. At some stage people fall asleep. It could be like Yaakov Avinu who fell asleep for 14 years on the stand, he didn't go to bed. But at some stage people are going to sleep. That's the Matthias. And even was like the Vilna Gaon, he slept two hours out of every 24, whatever the case is, that, that's the way Hashem created the world. Even the biggest masquerade. But there's one look And that is, what stops a person sleeping is when a person's afraid. That's brought in Chazal, but you do a different thing in the world as well. When a person's afraid, they can't sleep. The night of Pesach, Cheskiyo went to learn like every other night. And like every other night, he fell asleep. At some stage in the night, however long it was, he fell asleep. And what does that teach us? He wasn't afraid. If Cheskiyahu had been the whole time worried about the king of Asher, worried about when's the battle going to start, where can I hear sounds of, you know, the sounds of the war, so then they would have kept him awake. And Cheskiyahu said, I'm focusing on the Torah. That it completely drives the thought of Asher from my mind. I'm not even afraid at this stage. I can go to sleep. That was the Pitachim. And if it wasn't just a small thing, I'm going to sleep, you take care of things. It was a sign of godless. It was a sign of how focused Cheskiyahu could be on his Torah learning, that the fact that Sancherev was outside the gates and all the soldiers were mobilized, it didn't interfere with his concentration when he was learning. He was holding in the learning. It didn't disturb him, it didn't stop him sleeping. And therefore, when Cheskiyot said, I could go to sleep, it was a sign of his godless. And that's the last point, and something which is also in the GFS. And that is, on the one hand, yes, you understand the importance of being Mishazak in Torah when there's a war going on. Mishazak in Torah because we need this for him. But if you're always half interested in what's going on with the war, and you're always concerned what's happening, and you're always one ear in the Gemara and one ear listening to what's going on outside, we aren't being learning the Torah properly. We aren't being mismastered the way we're meant to be. What we learn from Cheskiyot, the second part, is not just that Torah can overcome any enemy, and that we need the Koyach Torah, it's the Koyach Torah which takes our mind off the enemy. It's while we're learning, we don't even think about it anymore. While we're learning, we focus on our learning. Al-Kadekach, and this is Cheskiyot's godless, I can go to sleep. Yes, we're in mortal danger. Yes, we have this enormous, enormous army right outside the gates. Now I'm learning, I don't think about them. They're out of my mind completely. I'm becoming not afraid. And that's, that's the Koyachatari we need. The Koyachatari, which isn't interrupted the whole time by what's going on and what's happening, and we're more thinking about the battle than thinking about our learning. That's the Koyachatari, which is completely focused on the Torah. And then it has, then it has the mind of the Torah that we learn from Fiskiyo, from 
can can give Klai's world the supposed to beat any enemy. As we know, as is as is so our, our contribution to Klai Israel's to Klai Israel's safety is the supposed to and then we know that's the Ikka. It's not the side point, it's the Ikka. We don't focus on When we're fighting the enemy, we need to have the Shemaya. What's more important than anything else is the is the, is the amount of Torah we learn. But we don't do things focus on Number one is, it's not the regular amount. That's good for when we learn the Sakana. The Sakana is Mechai of the Shaman. It's Mechai of the extra. It's Mechai of the extra commitment. It's Mechai of the extra time. It's Mechai of the extra... Focus on the time we learning. That's the first point we learn from Chizkiyahu of how to maximize the Chayyach And the second point in Chizkiyahu is that when a person's learning, that's in a way that he's so involved in his learning, he forgets about the enemy. He forgets about the enemy. He can even go to sleep. He's no longer focusing on the enemy, he's focusing on his learning. Because if when a person's learning, he's still, his mind is still thinking about the enemy, then he's not learning properly. And with, uh, to learn properly means a person can immerse himself so much in what they're learning, that's all they're thinking about right now. And then again, then that's the, the eichos and the kamus of the Torah, both the quality and the quantity of Torah learning, which has a kayak to give Klai Yisrael that added schus, which means for a victory.